is extreme. And now, your hosts, Scott and Jenna Squires. You want the dirt on rock and roll? You got it. Hey everyone, welcome to Tulsa Meeks Extreme. This is episode 87 and we'll be joined live with Jeff Keith from Tesla here in just a few minutes. But before he gets on and we have a long, cool, kick-ass conversation, make sure you share uh, our stream um, on your Facebook pages, all your favorite groups, everything. Make sure you hit um, follow as well as um, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel, our Twitter and our Twitch pages, and also we all have our podcast platforms like Spotify, Our Heart, Amazon, and so forth. But anyway, this is my lovely host. Wow, I appreciate that. It is a great, what is this? Is this Monday afternoon? Jenna Squires, everybody. Hey, thanks. It is a great Monday afternoon. What a great way to start the week, talking to a legendary vocalist like Jeff Keith himself. We appreciate uh, the uh, the shares that all of you have done for this event, including the, the folks at the Tesla camp. Man, they have uh, shared it, and so we are super excited. We think we're going to have a really good turnout in here today to talk all things Tesla, all things Jeff Keith. Um, they have had a cool string of shows that they've been doing and they're getting ready to do a Vegas residency. They actually already did one. It went so well that, that they're going back for more of those dates. So we're going to be getting into that as well as talk about their new live album, Full Throttle Live. Super cool. Uh, very cool album. I'm, I've got to keep an eye on uh, comments. We're going to try really hard to get to viewer comments and questions. We have our friend Elizabeth today. She's not on camera yet. She's off the side of the camera. She's helping us capture some of your viewer comments and questions for Jeff. We are going to do our best to get to some of those. And uh, that's an important aspect. That's one of the whole reasons we go live with you guys is so you can interact with the guests. So yeah. it's uh, you're an important part of this show. Yeah, and of course, instead of... Uh other than our YouTube and our, our Facebooks and all that stuff. You can also check out our shorts on um, on YouTube as well as our TikTok page, and we also have an Instagram. So if you guys are on any of those platforms, feel free to uh, friend, follow, and, um, you know. All that good not- stuff. Yeah, hit all those notification bells. Definitely. Thank you guys so much. We've got some, uh, chat- some fans chatting it up in the stream already. Let's uh, say hi to Charlie Alexander. Good to see you in here. Becky, I'm so glad my last account couldn't meet up today. Now I'm finished in time to watch this awesome interview. We are so glad you are able to join us live today, Becky. You're a good supporter of this show. We appreciate that. Hi, Angie Parker. Good to see you. Francis can too. Can't wait to see Jeff Keith. We can't either. We're looking forward to get him on the stream here. Rick Mel, good to, good to see you from St. Pete Beach today. Tracy Long says Tesla was her first concert. What a great first band to see. Elizabeth is checking in. Hello, everyone. She is over here in the corner helping capture your your comments and questions for Jeff. Brian Matthews saw them open up for Poison in 89. Man, and they were, that was their heyday, man. They were just firing all, all cylinders back then. Of course, if you ask me, they haven't lost much of a step today. Um, checking out this new live album, it shows how great they still sound today. So we are really excited to catch up with, with Jeff. Yeah. He's going to be calling in here any minute. Yeah, and, and you know, they have some amazing <laughs> fans, uh, Tesla, that is uh Ever since we announced uh, him coming on our show, we've just been bombarded by Tesla fans. Uh, we, you know, posted a couple of photos, and one of them went like hit like four thousand reactions plus four thousand plus reactions. It was, it was insane, and so many new followers that joined on our page. So mm-hmm. we we appreciate each and every one of you for doing that, and um, we hope you guys enjoy. Um, our stream. Um, we always try to bring good content, good interviews, uh, good rock and roll interviews, um, just like we're going to have Ira Black, for, uh, guitar player for the Bullet yeah. Boys, will be here Thursday, August 10th at 7 p.m. Central. And, and uh, Thursday, August 24th, uh, the Bullet Boys will be playing at Rocklahoma, not on the 24th, but on the 24th, Mark Torian, the lead singer of the Bullet Boys, will be yeah. joined 
with us on Zoom yep. on that day. And while we're waiting, this would be a good time to give a shout out to our sponsors. A lot of times we, we can't even get to them and thank them until the end of the show. But while we wait for Jeff, let's let's go ahead and talk about our sponsors that make the show possible. Uh, we want to thank Psych Mochek for the amazing intro that he did for us with our fun theme song. Doug Weber and Psych Mochek have given us a very cool uh, intro, and we really appreciate Psych's work putting this new one together so quickly for us. If you guys have any video needs, if you, you have a band or a business and you need a, a short video done, he's your guy. Email psychomo at gmail.com. We also want to thank Doug Burgess at DEB Concerts. You guys got to check out the DNB processing stage at Rocklahoma. It is going to be a rocking good time out there. The whole weekend is always an amazing event. You guys make sure you check out Rocklahoma. Pick up your tickets at rocklahoma.com if you haven't done so yet. Dustin Little at Okie PC. When our computer goes down and we start having trouble, he's the guy we call. He should be the guy you call too at 918-640-0892. Or you can email Dustin at okiepc.com if you have IT needs as well. Thank you, Greg and Jennifer Shipman, for doing such a great job on our photos, not just for the stream, but for our band Rocket Science as well. Do you guys need some cool new pictures that look as sharp as the ones on the screen right now? Well, make sure you get a hold of the Shipmans by going to shipmanphotos.com. They will hook you up with some great looking photos. Guys, do you need screen printing? Do you need some t-shirts made up? It's getting ready to get cool. We need we need some hoodies going out there, right? Go to the Tulsa Music Stream Facebook page and click on our website link at the top left of the page, and it will take you to our online store where you can get some Tulsa Music Stream threads and sport the logo around town. That really helps us out. We appreciate you guys. We're, we're still awaiting Jeff's arrival. Um, it's only three minutes past the hour, so it is not a big deal. We're just going to sit tight and wait. Uh, we did confirm earlier today that uh, he was coming on, so I don't think there are any problems at all. Oh, is that him? I don't know. Okay. We're going to... Hello? Jeff? Yes, Scott? Yes. How are you doing, Jeff? I'm just, I just got your answering machine or something. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> okay. Weird. So crazy. Yeah. I, probably, I had to have a block. No worries. Oh, good. So good. I'm glad that you're here with us. And uh, we are Tulsa Music yeah. Stream. And, and this is uh, it's going to be an amazing, amazing interview with you tonight. Yep. Jeff Keith from awesome. Tesla joins us today. Hi, Jeff. You can't see us, but you can hear us. This is Jana. My co-host is Scott. And we have another assistant over here named Elizabeth. And we're really excited to catch up with you today. Uh, you guys had a really kick-ass show Friday night in Northfield, Ohio. We saw some pics and video from that. Tell us what the heck happened on Saturday night when you guys went to Plymouth Motor Speedway and had a change of plans at the last minute. Well, it wasn't a change of plans. It's what they call an act of God. The weather was just like really pounding rain, and it was an outdoor show at a racetrack. Oh. And uh, saliva went on, uh, saving Abel. And um, actually, uh, Buck Cherry went on, but by the time Buck Cherry went on the stage, I know it was really starting to come down. Yeah. And then by the time it was time for us to go on, we, they just said, hey, it's on a holding pattern, wait for the weather to pass, but it just ended up being rained out. What a bummer. So what what do you guys do when, when that happens? You just pack up and go back to the hotel and wait for the next day to do some more traveling? No, we were back on our tour bus and behind the stage, you know, all day, but... Um, I guess we'll make the show up next year. Okay. Well, I understand. I'm just the guy they hand a the microphone to. I understand. And the guy they hand a the pen and paper to when they, when they write music and well. ask me to write words. So well. <laughs> I I don't know how that stuff works, but I know that we, it was rained out. And it's well. not very often that it gets rained out. Usually it's I lost my voice or something like that. Yeah. Don't play. Well, we, we are uh, witness to all of your great fans that you have. So I'm, I'm sure they are all very disappointed that they didn't get to see you. Uh, during that show, but I am like all great bands. I'm sure you will make it up for them. Absolutely. Well, you know, in, in all in all honesty, it's like uh, we'd rather have played the show because then people stuck it out all day. You know, out mm. during the rain with their parkas and stuff. So, uh, you know, bless your hearts. We're just gonna come back and make it up early next year or something. Well, everyone will look forward to that. Now, not only do you, have you guys been doing a handful of cool shows, and you still have more coming up let's talk about this vegas residency it was it was so successful back in march you guys are going back in late september and early october for another 
a set of shows. Now, what we kind of want to know from you is kind of talk about some of the differences between when you're doing a residency and you're kind of setting up shop in one location. And so you're not having to travel. There's got to be some benefits to doing these residencies. Talk a little bit about some of the things you really like about those. Well, from my understanding, it's a big deal. And it was very successful. And what's fun for us is we get to throw, you know, a few different songs in each night and songs that maybe we haven't played in a while. But at the same time, you also got to factor in that, you know, we got like 12 staple songs that go in a set. And if it's 16 or 17 songs set, then you can start mixing things around because there's some people that were coming there for multiple days in Vegas. But a lot of people, you got to always keep in mind that a lot of people are flying from wherever their home is to Vegas to see a show. So it's not like, you can just play to people that are seeing multiple shows and go, well, we're going to do a totally different set tomorrow night because the people that are flying out from across the United States or around the world, yeah. they're going, well, hang on a second. I want to see those certain songs. Mm-hmm. I'm just coming for one show. So as fun as it is to put the songs in there, there's a lot of things to factor in. Like I said, there's people that only come for one show out of five. Yeah. So, but you know, hopefully they got to come on in the night where they got to see us play a few songs we haven't played in maybe a year or two. Sure. And that actually leads yeah. perfectly into my next question for you. Let's talk about this this album, Full Throttle Live, that came out in May. Nine awesome tracks on it. And what a, what a treat it was that you guys start this out with Miles Away, which I think is such a wonderful song. Um, when you guys are going into the studio, or, or, well, I mean, to put any album together, but in particular, these live albums that you guys have put out, how tough is it for you guys to decide which songs make the cut and which ones don't? Well, I'll be quite honest with you. For me, Frank and Beatum and Brian, we, they figure that kind of stuff out. But uh, I'm the kind of guy, it's like, I forget it's even being recorded because just about every night's recorded with technology today. But it just so happens it's like it had maybe they listen to it and they go, it's got a great energy. Uh, you know, we did, I think we, we played SOS, Too Bad, Aerosmith covered that song. And now Miles Away is the single off of it. But I think what happened was they listened to it and go, oh, this is a, a, a great performance of a night. I mean, because there's sometimes where where we went to do live records and it's like you go well you pick from that night this song and that night from this song because it could be like as much as my microphone's picking up too many drum cymbals or something i mean gotcha. so it just happened to come together where that full throttle was a live show there in sturgis just happened to sound great and and you know because miles away geez i'm trying to remember that that came off of uh, uh into, into the, the now, now. so yes. yeah which we did on our own and that's after the band got back together. And so we did that record up in Pollock Pines next to a bowling alley where Frank had a little studio. Had, had you know, uh, one of our techs come in and build the floating floors and all that. So we recorded, we wrote, recorded, and produced that whole record on our own. So it's a chance for Miles Away to be, get released as a single from this live at Full Throttle Live. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there seems to be so many heavy songs on this album, uh, which I particularly really enjoy. Um, now, I know that Frank Hannon said that there was plenty of mo- motorcycles there, rock music, ton oh, of yeah. energy, 100% live. And you guys even yeah. put out the uh, Aerosmith uh, cover, SOS. Uh, tell me a little bit about yeah. that. Well, first of all, when Tessa does something live, it's us. If it's sounding bad, it's us sounding bad. If it's sounding great, it's us sounding great. Yeah. Because we never roll tape or the saying of, you know, rolling tape or rolling tracks. So uh, any live performance, it's like the, you know, five-minute Cusco jam was just live from start to finish. And that's the beauty of it. So that's the fun thing about doing a live record. But, um, yeah, the the Sturgis – Full Throttle was a club, from what I understand, and now it's an outdoor venue, and there's motorcycles galore. Yep. And what better song to do than uh, "Too Bad Can't Get Me None of That"? So, yeah, we had we, we Aerosmith has been a very much an inspiration to us. We played with them so many times throughout the years, and so we just thought, hey, that's a fun track to do. We like to do cover songs, 
And, uh, I mean, we started out doing covers, and then next you know, you know, top 40, and then next you know, throughout our career, which a lot of bands do, you cover a song live. It's like Signs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, you know, that went top 10, too, you know, and it's just a cover song, but what a great song. And now, SOS, what a great song. Absolutely. So on and on, just, yeah, doing cover songs are fun. It's stuff that we grew up on, and we get to do it live, you know? You now, you mentioned that um, uh, Frank and, and Brian uh, produced uh, the album, and I believe, what was it, uh, 2021 and uh, The Cold Blue Steel was their first uh, album they produced? What what made the change yeah, well, uh, for you guys to start doing things on your own? Well, you see, when COVID hit, me and Frank lives. He's he, he's got a house in Florida, but he's got a place up in Cameron Park, which is on the other side of Folsom Lake for me. So, um, you know, we we get together when we can, and and he'll have a riff, and next you know we start putting a song together, and then you sit around, get everybody to play on it, and and so. Cold Blue Seal. There's a song we're gonna we're we're working on that we're gonna put out maybe early next year. I don't know what it is, but um, it's the first song that me and Frank got together to write after COVID hit. Because see, a lot when COVID hit, the bottom of the barrel dropped out for 18 months, mm. and of course, unfortunately, a lot of people pass away from it. But we got through that, and then but during that time. You know, a lot of people and friends would ask, hey, this is a good time for you to write. You you know, you got all this time on your hands. I didn't want to write. I was not inspired to write mm-hmm. for whatever reason. And so then Frank just said, why don't you come up to my place? We'll put a song together, which we're going to put out. We're going to work on and record for early next year. But Cold Blue Steel was a second idea that me and Frank were working on. And then the band gets involved and we put it all together and we release it as a single. And then, of course, um, um, time to rock. Mm-hmm. It's it's that that got released. And what it is is, from what I understand, how the business works is, you have a single to like drive the touring. So all this year has been time to rock tour. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a part of the year where it was cold blue steel tour. So, you know, and from what I understand, back in the days, people used to release forty five records. You know, yeah, f- f- no, forty-five singles right. with a B-side, mm-hmm. and then sometimes it'd be like the B-side hits off. You know, the single doesn't go, but the B-side does. And I mean, so there's a lot of different angles. But um, them guys know what they're doing. We did the Cold Blue Steel, and people really liked that, and we had fun writing it, put it together, and then now time to rock. And uh, like I said, the first song me and Frank put together, and. It's called uh, the title I've got so far is all about love. But by the time it comes out, I don't want to tell you all about love because it might change. Sure. But it's a song called All About Love. It was the first thing that I felt like writing any words to, which got the whole process of songwriting. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I mean, you know, writing songs, it's it's fun. We like to do a lot of bands in our situation could say, hey, We'll just write off of our old catalog, or I mean, just play off our right old catalog. But we we like writing songs, so yep. to this day we enjoy writing songs together. So it's great, it's fun. It's you know, you and brought, then we get to play them live. Yeah, you brought up uh, vinyl records and everything, and, and you guys are you know we're great on CD and you're great on streams. But to me, you guys would be a perfect vinyl eight track type band. You know that warm <laughs> sound. And the album covers, and, and speaking of album covers, the 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 new album with the cover art of the skeleton on the motorcycle, which yeah, fits, that's fits perfect cool. with Frank, the Sturgis. Somebody you know worked that out. It's, he does a great job with that stuff. That's really killer. Do you have time for some viewer comments? We we have so many in here. Some questions and comments for you. We'd like to get to a few of those if you don't mind. Sure. So as some of these are just hellos. Uh, one question from Matt and Stacy Terry. Ask him what year he graduated from Ida Bell. Ida Bell. Yeah, Ida Bell, Oklahoma. Great yeah. high school. I graduated in 1976 from Ida Bell, Oklahoma. Great high school. And I majored in FFA 1, 2, and 3. 
That is so cool. You got to understand we're calling you or we're talking to you from Tulsa, Oklahoma, and I've got a picture on the screen. You can't see it right now, but it it's of you and Mark Turin from Bullet Boys and you've got your Ida Bell shirt on. And that makes us beam with pride, Jeff. We we give a little smile when we see that Okie pride uh, that you're sporting around. That makes us feel pretty good here in Oklahoma. Absolutely. I'm proud <laughs> to have graduated high school majoring in FFA. It stands for Future Farmers of America, but I've always joked around said for in my case, it stood for future frontmen of America. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, love it. That's, That's so awesome. great. But I do know that peanuts are grown underground. You got to watch a calf be born, and you got to know how to weld a bead. Weld a weld. <laughs> <laughs> because there was shop agriculture and then the uh, livestock, you know? You yeah. are a man's man. We love it. Here's another comment from Don Hosterman. She says, I'm listening, but driving home. Please tell him that I say thank you for love, love song. It's my all-time favorite song. Here's Colby Rowe. He's saying, hi, Jeff. This is your buddy, Kolja from Germany. Looking forward to seeing you in Vegas soon. Michelle Ray, love you guys. 40 years strong and going. Here's Viva V. Oh, yeah. she, she says, hi, Jeff. You stayed with me way back by Knott's Berry Farm back in 1990. Only knew you as Jeff, and you're just kidding, tattoo. Paula Nelson brought you and Troy to stay because she was going out with my friend. I left that day and talked to you on the sidewalk. You've been in my heart and soul ever since. Great fans. Oh, that's that's great. Hey, man, the fans are great. I like to mix with them. I don't do the online thing like most people do these days, but I'm very a very approachable person, and I like when people are just appreciative because I appreciate them, they appreciate us. And next thing you know, I'm out on the sidewalk there talking with them. I like that. I like. Are, are, are you like more that. old school with your uh, your absence on Very social media? And is that why you, you like to do the phone interviews um, besides the like the Zoom interviews? You, you oh, prefer- I like doing them in person too. But the thing of you know what what do they call it? social media? Well, you know, way back when this is probably 15, 20 years ago. I don't know when computers started coming around and. We got, you know, TessaTheBand.com. I went on just out of the blue and made a comment like, hey, you guys were really great in Illinois last night. And then two people, 26 people were happy about that. But two people say from Iowa, well, what about us in Iowa the night before that? It's mm. like, hey, I love you guys too. So that's when the only one time where I went, you know what? <laughs> you, 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 you go in there to say, hey, thanks for this. And then people are over here going, what about us? So uh-huh. I just went, you know, I don't think this computer thing, and this was 50, 20 years oh, ago. Yeah. And so then, uh, they, uh, what is it, MySpace, some guy got my domain name, hmm. was pretend to be me. So long story short, when said, hey, do we have to sue you to get the price back? So then there was a Jeff Keith MySpace, which I never went on. Mm-hmm. And then... Jeff Keith MySpace turned into Facebook. Jeff Keith Facebook, you could just automatically be my friend. But all the fans on there know I don't go on there. And then that just had to get shut down last week because now with this AI, what artificial intelligence, mm-hmm. people were starting. It was the tenth time maybe that people were going on pretending to be me or something and putting this AI stuff up so it just got shut down last week let, let me tell you a little I, let me tell you a little story that happened I don't mean to cut you off but there was a story that happened to me today I was approached by uh, a Brian wheat um, person on uh, Facebook and he was wanting to promote our, our this today's interview with you and but he wanted uh, and I you know a couple hundred bucks so I was in a, in a chit chat with them wow. and I thought it was actually because the guy has 17,000 followers on his page and i really thought it was uh brian wheat and so i uh you know i was like well you know what that's pretty good that's not too bad for promotion <laughs> I, I might do this and so he wanted to you know my cash app or you know he wanted no. to me to send money to him yeah. through cash app and all this stuff and and so then i went to brian wheat's actual another page and, and then i saw where he's like hey there's some asshole that's got my uh <laughs> That's, you know, asking for money yeah. to do things. So, yeah, lesson learned. Well, from what I understand is if you – here's the deal. In other words, somebody's pretending to be me. Well, if you ask me certain questions, I'm going to answer in a certain way. And besides that, I'm not going to be doing it on the Internet for me. Mm-hmm. People know that. But if I understand that they, they just have to have a recording of your voice, they can cut it and paste it all together and video – and you could sit there and say, hey, well, I like Skippy peanut butter. And you go, well, I'm actually allergic to peanuts. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying that they can do that. So when they start asking you money to do an interview, 
we don't charge money to do an interview. So right. there's certain red flags that we've got, I guess, in this day of technology, we've got to be able to pick it out and just, from what I understand, if some something somebody's getting in touch with me, ask me something, I'm going to start asking certain things that a machine can't answer sure. or a fake person can't answer. Well, hey, that's the way. I, I think that's I smart, and I also think you're you're smart staying off of social media. For, you know, doing what we do, it's a it's a necessary well, evil, it, but uh, you know, it is what it it's is. It's a wonderful tool. It's like anything. It's like a garden tool. A shovel's wonderful if you're just digging some in the garden, but if you're swinging it at somebody, it's terrible. So, right, right. You it's, know, social media is wonderful. People can stay in touch with friends from. 40, 50 years ago, they can post pictures up and all that. It just, I'm just the kind of guy, if I get a second of free time, I'm wanting to get on my dirt bike. I'm wanting to go ride my Harley. Sure. Uh, So I think, you know, and people understand that, that fans, they understand that. Like when some guy went on my, my wife was telling me like last year, year before some guy goes on and goes, I haven't seen JK on here lately. And the fans all went, JK never comes on here. What do you mean lately? So (laughs) (laughs) because <laughs> they all know I don't go on there. I, I've heard that, you know, there's 200 people that wish me happy birthday or something, mm-hmm. but they know I don't go on there and they're not hurt by it because I just, you know, it's just, it's a wonderful thing. It's yeah. a wonderful tool. Sure. It could get a lot of stuff out there, but now especially you got to watch out with, do you believe what you're reading or yeah. what you're seeing? Sure. Well, let me ask you another yeah. question. Um, you know, Tesla is, has always been beloved for its songwriting but I definitely feel like you guys are the people's band. There's a reason you guys gravitate uh, towards you. And I think you've already kind of touched on it, how approachable you are. I am curious, you know, in the early days, was there pressure either by management or the labels back then that you guys kind of adapt that image that was so prevalent with the poofy hair and the excessive makeup and the spandex? Or sure. did, did you guys always just kind of stick to your guns on that? Okay, I'll give you an example. Okay, you we put out our first record, Mechanical Resonance. The saying in the industry is, well, you had your whole life to write that. Mm-hmm. Now it's time you had some success with it. Now it's time to write the second record. Well, things start getting floating around and go, you got to worry about the sophomore jinx. My exact response is just like I'm saying to you. It's like, I ain't, a, I ain't no schoolboy right anymore. Mm-hmm. All right, so... They go, well, what sophomore jinx? That means that you had success with your first. Now there's pressure that you write one. It's like, hey, I ain't no pressure, man. We're, oh, you're competing with these other bands. It's like, I'm not competing with other bands. I'm just, we're writing songs, you're expressing from the heart. Right. So never mind the sophomore jinx. That little thing didn't work. So now Love Song was, we were told by, by the record company, it's three great parts, make it into a song. Mm-hmm. And so my exact response, I remember was, well, who's right? Conway Twitty, Loretta Lynn, uh, Dolly Parton, who's right? Mm-hmm. Kenny Rogers, who, who, who's got, you know, verse, course, verse, course, bridge, course, verse, course, bridge, or is it verse, bridge, course, verse, bridge, course, who's right, who's wrong? Well, there is no right or wrong way to write a song. Right. And that is our only top 10 single is Love Song, which was three great parts, but you're coming back down to do, 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 I know which is unusual. Usually you end with the big bah. Right. And so we said, hey, we won't use it. We'll write something else. Guess what? They end up using it because they see that our, we're passionate about how it is, and that's the way it stayed, and it's our only top ten single. Signed went top ten, but that was a cover song. Mm-hmm. So that's a perfect example of you can have pressures, but you only feel the pressure if you – let the pressure exist. I don't know how else to say it. Yeah. This is another reason why I don't go on chats and stuff because you can say something, and go, I really love that, or this is really nice, and then people go, Well, what about this? It's it's opposite of this. It's like, hang on. <laughs> for, so, for me, that's why I choose not to go sure. um, publicly online or whatever because. You go to to embrace something over here, but it offends somebody over here. It's like, oh my gosh! It's like, what's it saying? Yeah. To be politically correct? Yeah. Yeah. Next, you know, people start taking something as politically, or they're taking it offensively, or it's like, hey, man, all I know is I want people to know this, because I know you guys are tied in with with you're having chat lines and all this. I want everybody to know that I truly, genuinely love them, 
and appreciate them. And thank you for coming to the shows. And thank you for embracing this music and the songs and mm. the words. And 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 hopefully it's inspired. The songs are inspiring you or helping you through times just like music helped us and songs helped all of us through hard times or good times or whatever it may be. And mm. genuinely from the heart, thank you very much. Yeah. We really appreciate all of our fans are they're just wonderful people they're just regular people just like us and mm -hmm. i say that in a very humble way we're just regular people too we just happen to be up on the stage with songs we wrote but we're writing from the heart from the people in the crowd that's how i see our audiences they're just like us we just have the opportunity i have the the greatest position ever is to have a microphone mm -hmm. and write words to a music that touches you and maybe inspires you it's like wow yeah. how lucky can a guy get Absolutely. you know so cool and and like you said your fans and and they hold you guys They're dear great. they hold you dear to their hearts and sometimes you lose members and they don't understand it they they want reunions they want you know everything to work out they don't like to see the in in fighting and i know in april that brian wheat said in an official statement was going to be coming soon on troy laqueta's status band status right um yeah. I, I know he said there's no bad blood but is that statement still coming hey he's still you know what i don't know about statements but i know that after 18 months and we had a chance to go back out and Troy says I need more time for my family who you know if I if I'm if you if 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 I tell you I need more time with my family I don't need to explain to you what I need in my family what I need to do right. all I know is I'm telling you I need more time for my family right the guy need more time for his family he said get somebody to fill in we got Steve Brown it's working out great yes. so now as far as officially still needing time for his family I don't know about that, man. I don't know about, you know, official posts and stuff like that. Sure. All I know is Troy told us, what was it, a year and a half ago, I need more time for my family. I need to sort some things out. I don't sit there and go, well, Troy, tell me what's up. Tell me what's going on. I want to post something. It's like, hey, man, he right. needs more time. He needs more time. I'm not going to question that. Absolutely. He says, get somebody to fill in for me. That's what we did. And Steve Brown's working out great. Now, sure. now, Steve yes. Brown uh, is the brother of Mick Brown of Dawkin, which we've had all we've had three members of Dawkin yeah. except for Mick. So, and he's a great guy, yeah. and, and you know what? And he's a great drummer, and he's played with a lot of bands: Oleander, Ronnie Montrose. He's played. He's had, and and his, his older brother Mick, the drummer for Dawkin, who you know was inspirational on us. So, and he's a great guy, and he gets up there every night with us and plays up songs. And the people people are appreciating it. We appreciate it, and it all is full circle. And everybody's happy, going, "Wow, what a great show!" Isn't that what it's all about? Hundred percent. He yes. sings as well. You know, Mick Brown is a good singer, so he it seems like as they. Well, yeah, it's great. Yeah, Man. yeah. So I got to watch my step. Make sure you know he can <laughs> sing all the songs. <laughs> So, hey, we got to get to some more viewer comments. And, and guys, there's a ton in here. So if I don't get to yours, I'm so sorry, but we're doing our best here. Uh, this this one, I have to read this. It's from Aviva V. She says, are you guys going to bring back meet and greets? I have terminal cancer and really want to talk to you in person before I go. Oof. Are we going to bring back what? Meet and greets. Meet and greet. Well, see, this is the thing. Since COVID hit, we had companies... You know, that work with all these major bands, and they put the meet and greet together. But then after COVID, what happened was with meet and greets is we were having the people in front, in groups, in front of the stage. Then it got to where it kind of got where it was almost where they could almost mingle back with us. But for whatever reason, these companies just went, hang on. With yeah. COVID, since COVID, things just aren't totally back to normal. So as far as the meet and greets go things have really opened back up where we can sit there and mingle with fans when after COVID, when we got back together after 18 months i was trying to figure out how can i take a picture with people mm -hmm. you know what i came up with what you keep your distance i'll stand in front of the bus you be six feet away with your little group and then you have somebody six feet away from you take the picture with me in the background giving a peace sign in the bus in the background there you go that's the best i could do with 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 not with respecting distancing you sure, know sure sure no that's that's <laughs> so, great now we're back 
now we're back where we can do arm in arm and hey, if people are out by the bus, we go, hey man, how you doing? All right, love yeah. you too. Let's, I'll sign this for you. I'll take a picture with you. So things have opened back up to that, but for whatever reason, it hasn't got back to where companies are up and running with meet and greets. I don't know for whatever reason. Okay, totally get that. Here's a couple more comments real quick. Melissa Mumpower says, your music has touched my life for many years. We love you guys. All of you be blessed. Julie Mentor Brewer says, I saw you guys at House of Blues when COVID first hit and it helped me all the way through it. Love you guys. Then we have a quick question here from Brendan McLaughlin. He says, Jeff, when are you guys coming to Ireland? Are you guys going to Ireland at any point? We are worldwide. You know, I don't know. Sometimes there's a lot of places, even in the country, that we don't go that we used to play all the time. Yeah. And as far as for going over to Ireland, we every two or three years we'll go over to Europe because it's the term of to cross the pond. It takes a couple extra pennies. In other sure. words, to go over to Europe and play like places like Ireland, which we did a couple of years ago, we'll play festivals and stuff. But here's the thing for going to Europe when you're an American band is it costs more to get everything over there and then to go over there and be able to come back and still put a loaf of bread on our table yeah. for food yeah. meaning meaning if it's great to go out and play for the people but if you come home after a month and you can't put food on the table for your family well so you know we're just at that level of a band where we've got fans over there that we'd love and would love to come play for them but it's just getting over there you got to fly everything over there and it's just kind of complicated you know so hopefully i would like to say we're going to see whoever this is in ireland sometime soon awesome (laughs) there you go yeah um bad marriage the ep uh that was uh tommy skio i believe that's how you pronounce his name um that was produced by brian wheat and you actually sang on three songs on that ep how did that come about and how's he doing uh, I just I happened to come up to his house up there in Auburn, New York. He lives up in New York. He's working with Bad Marriage. And I don't – it was a while back. He goes, yeah, well, you know, something about it's featured with just – Jeff Keith is like, I don't realize I'm featuring him. I'm going, sure, the guy's Bad Marriage. Go, hey, Jeff, will you sing on the song? I'm like, sure, give me the words. I'll sing it. But what happens is I don't realize that now it's Bad Marriage featuring Jeff Keith. I don't realize Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm just this guy that just sings, and I don't do it very often when somebody got lots of invasion to do stuff, but it just turns out Brian Wheat was working with Bad Marriage, and I happened to be at his place. He goes, hey, you want to throw down a track or two on the song? I'm like, sure. So that's it, you mm-hmm. know, and now I heard that Tommy Skeel's now playing with him, hmm. and I'm happy for him. I'm like, hey, that's great, man. That's cool. I love Tommy. I always love Tommy. He's you know, he's a great guy, great songwriter. I think it should be a fun adventure with Bad Merits. They're all nice guys, great guys. You know, I like their vibe. So, but as far as tell me about you featuring on the record, it's like, hey, man, I was just there and happened to be in the studio, and they just go, you want to throw on a, put you out there in the booth on a hot mic and sing on this song? I'm like, sure. But <laughs> when it comes to like, oh my gosh, featuring Jeff Keats, it's like, hang on, hang on. <laughs> Right on. I'm just saying. Yeah. It can be billed as featuring Jeff Keith, but it's not I come in there and go, hey, man, let me be on your song, and I'm going to feature on your song. It's like, hey, Jeff, you want to sing on that? It's like, sure. Right, right. I'm very, I'm very much a very spontaneous kind of guy. You know what I mean? Yeah, For it was, sure. it was done more casual than right. people are trying to make it out to be. Okay, all right. Well, hey, I'm happy for them guys. They're a great bunch of guys. They got good music. They vote before us for lots of shows. Now Tommy's with them. Couldn't be happier for them. Well, I have another comment for you from a viewer, and then I have a question for you from me. So this comment is from our friend Elizabeth Talcott. She says, saw you for the first time in 87 at Texas Jam. I'm told it was amazing. Wish I remembered it. Luckily, I've seen you many times since then, including Monsters of Rock Cruise 2020. She's a big fan, and she's a big friend of ours. That's great. Well, I can tell you, because I got the poster on my wall, and I got a couple pictures from the Cotton Bowl. That was where... Uh, it's Boston, Aerosmith, Whitesnake, Poison, Tesla, and it was June 20th, mm. 1987. Texas Jam with two X's, and it was a great, fun show. So cool. It was for us. We went. Our first tour was with David Lee Roth, Edom, and Smile. Mm. We went out with Alice Cooper, and then we were on what we called the Rent-A-Car Tour going through Texas Yeah. Uh, before we got on the Hysteria Tour for 14 months with Def Leppard. So that was on a Rent-A-Car Tour that took us through Texas, 
And our management man managed a bunch of big bands, Q Prime, and they put us on the bill, and it was fantastic. We got to meet Steven Tyler and all this stuff. And mm-hmm. I mean, you can't ask for any better than what is it, eighty-four thousand plus at the Cotton Bowl, mm-hmm. June twentieth, nineteen eighty-seven. Uh, we're opening. I even a band that's not on the posters, Fahrenheit. They actually were before us. Yeah. And then we played, and then Poison, White Snake, Aerosmith, and uh, Boston. And Paul Stanley so, came out and played with Poison. Oh, wow. And I think they did a cover of either Strutter or that something. That was fantastic. And just packed full of people, the Cotton Bowl, old school, just in 87. And I and, and it was just a great experience. What a great experience. Speak. And then to go out with Def Leppard for 14 months, starting over in Europe. Yep. And doing this in the round. 14 months we did on the Hysteria Tour. In the round. That means in the center of the arena. Once again, you are leading perfectly into my next question. We know that was a marathon tour for you guys. And we also know what the Def Leppard guys mean to you as friends and and comrades in in this business. I want to... We always hear about love song. We always hear about that. But I think one of the absolute most beautiful, powerful songs you guys have ever written is Song in Emotion. And I want you to go back in your mind when you guys got the word that we had lost Steve Clark. I want to know how you guys dealt with that emotionally and then how it translated into this beautiful song. Well, we were making that record in uh, New York City. And I know for me, I would come in at four o'clock. It's better for me to sing in the evening. And I'm coming in in a taxi cab because we had apartments on 55th Street and 6th Avenue. And uh, I would go in a taxi ride. I'd see you know people on every corner just playing music. They got a little cardboard box in front playing to 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 make ends meet. And I see them almost every day. A lonely man in his guitar. And then Steve. Clark passes away. It's like, oh my gosh, hang on. Mm. This song is, as we're building it, it's running deeper than just somebody's that's out there on a street corner. Yeah. And everything that Steve Clark, how much he will always forever inspire us. And what a, you know, people can know music, but let me tell you, Steve Clark as a person was just this wonderful guy, mm. just wonderful. And, uh, I just get emotional just thinking about him. Just what a great guy. And, and you know, of course, one one of my very favorite bands, Def Leppard. So the song started evolving. It's like, hey, this is more than just a guy. You know, I see him there every day. The only man hitting this, this as you're building the song. Because when you, even when you write a song and you go into the studio, you're still building on it. Mm. And, uh, just taking that taxi cab ride in every day to the studio and just see people like that. And then all of a sudden you, you lose such a major icon in your life and you go, Oh my gosh. Yeah. We're just going to build this song around Steve Clark, how mm-hmm. big of an inspiration he was to us. And, and it's a beautiful song. It's one of my very favorites. Yeah, absolutely. And it, yeah, isn't it amazing? Isn't it amazing how, and how that tour is still being talked about to this day? Ah, <laughs> uh, boy, them guys are our, truly our big brothers to this day. They're our big brothers. Mm. They always, uh, they they took us in and they showed us how you make the opening band a part of the show. Mm-hmm. They told us you can go absolutely anywhere you want. The stage is in the round, in the middle of the arena, and go do whatever you want. They weren't sitting here trying to cut us back on sound or lights, and they just went, do what you do. And they taught us that, and that's what we do. We embrace the opening bands and make them part of the show. Because sometimes it can be like, you know, and you don't know and it could be like, oh, you can't go here. Don't go there. Don't do that. Don't overdo it. You're cut back on sound. Mm-hmm. You can only go to a certain level. Things like that can happen. But Def Leppard taught us they truly are our big brothers. And they took, embraced us and said, you're part of the show. When people walk in that building from the time they leave, you want it to be a great experience. Yeah. And that's what Def Leppard taught us over the 14 months of just, wow, my gosh, just amazing hysteria tour wow such a major impact on us and they still are big brothers to this day for sure take us under their wing that's so cool tell me a little bit about being a front man jeff um you know you got the look you got the clothing the scarves you're a great front man you get up there and you do your thing you've been doing it for for a while do you have you always been a kind of guy that likes to kind of you know dress up a little bit 
Well, you know, we come back from back in the they call glam rock and the eighties hair bands, and we also got our hair, but used to just wear whatever you wanted, and you know, I always had the white cowboy boots and all that kind of stuff. But now, and it got to a period where it's like weren't worried about that kind of stuff. But you know, I think it was out with Def Leppard and and Phil Collin and his wife Helen. They they helped us said, hey, you've got these great fans. You guys sound great live. Maybe you should just step it up in the clothing. So now we got people to help help us with outfits. Hmm. And, you know, Phil Call and Helen Collin were a big part of that for us. Hmm. And so as far as for me being a front man, here's the thing, you guys. I'm just this boy from Texarkana. I grew up in Northern California, uh, in, in Georgetown, California, and then moved to Broken Bull for a year, five years in Idabel, graduated major in FFA, come back to Georgetown, which is a little logging town in Northern California, driving a truck for six, seven years, and then next you know, I go down and join this contest with a Walkman headset and sing a Sammy Hagar song. I didn't even know he was a red rocker and singer of Montrose and all that. I went 200 bucks and I got friends going, you gotta, me and my brother had a little living room band because we didn't have a garage and played all of our favorite Black Sabbath songs and Rush and all this. <laughs> and I joined this contest, went 200 bucks, and my friends go, you should go down there. I had two friends, Trish and Catherine Murray, who grew up in Georgetown with me. They knew Brian and Frank and City Kid. They knew the singer was quitting that particular night, go sing for a bigger band and a top 40 band in Sacramento. And they said, come down, we'll get you an audition with them. I came down. I didn't know anything about monitors or microphones. I'm holding it two feet away from my mouth. And I happened to go over and share the mic with Frank for, your love is driving me crazy. And Frank heard me and said, he's our guy. And next you know, I'm in this top 40 band, still living in Georgetown, driving over to Auburn, taking vocal lessons, you know, blowing on a candle, just sip a little stuff. And so now fast forward to today, I'm still just that same guy that, I just, I'm a, I like to just see me as a very meek and humble guy. Sure, I might be wearing scarves and they got some jewelry for me to wear and fancy pants and fancy shirt. But really, <laughs> I'm just this guy singing every night about love from the heart. It's not what you got. It's what you give and meaning every word of it. And I'm with, a, you know, great guys. Tessa's still doing it 37 years later and we're still going strong. And we're very grateful for that and very thankful for it. And you know what? And Tessa is just a blue-collar, hard-working band. And we represent blue-collar, hard-working people that just like to love and, and like to appreciate things. And that's what we do to this day. And we couldn't, couldn't be more thankful. Right. You talked about your microphone. And a lot of, you know, we have musicians yeah. that come on here. We always talk about their gear. We don't really go deep with uh, the lead singers that come on here and ask them about what they use. But... What type of uh, microphone do you use, and what 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 type of mix do you have in your in ears? Well, I know for a fact because we just went through Ohio here last week, and with Roxanne and Cal, we use Audio Technica microphones, mm -hmm. and they brought it to my attention years back. And they've been doing, uh, uh, we've been using Audio Technica for years, and it was our salmon that brought it to my attention years ago that hey. Jeff, it ain't just the microphone you're singing in, but every piece, cymbal, every drum, every amplifier, every everything is mic'd. And I went, oh, wow, I never thought about that. Right. So it's more than just I sing an audio technical mic, and besides all them guys, it's their vocal mics. But every everything that people are hearing out the front, the front house speakers is microphone. So thank you, Audio Technica, for all that. And they're still stand behind us and they, we, we just appreciate them so so much audio technica very good cool. hey, we're going to start wrapping it up here pretty soon i do want to ask you one more thing that just again reflects you guys as like you said humble and meek and loving hearts uh, you guys have been involved in charity work for many many years including canned food drives early on and then you also got involved in the efforts to help the victims of the station uh, nightclub fire which was just yes. such a horrible tragedy talk a little bit about how you guys got involved with that and what being involved with that meant to you guys as Tesla well Troy Laketa our drummer he you know when this you know I played this club with bar seven a band 
that me and Tommy had when Tessa was broke up for the four years. And we played that place like three times. Mm. And uh, Troy Lucetta started putting something together. And uh, a band called Shinedown played with us at this theater in Providence. And we raised a bunch of money for it because these, these, there's kids that, you know, their parents had perished or, you know, or, or they needed school books and pencil and paper and, and shoes and clothing and, you know, uh, you know, they just needed things like that. And so, uh, Troy, you know, set it all up and, uh, may God bless him for that. Cause that was a big deal. And those people were very appreciative. And the next, you know, years later, we're doing this thing at Dunkin' Donuts arena in Providence, Rhode Island with Dee Snyder, Aaron Lewis, you had John Rich and Dirks Bentley and, uh, you know, all these people, all these artists and Winger and all these bands that came in and did it at the Dunkin' Donuts Center and VH1, MTV, all these people. It's like, it really brought a lot of attention and that helped fulfill the foundation because there's a lot of people that, you know, were, uh, were dealing with infections. And, yeah. You know, and they were... They really are, were very thankful for that, and it gets me emotional talking about it because they they're good people, you yeah. know? Yes. That just needed help. Absolutely. And God bless Troy for putting that all together. It was very, very something that will very be close to me. Is, and we, we, we're still friends with them. We see them all the time when we come through up in, mm. you know, Rhode Island or Massachusetts, and they're just good people that just needed some help. Absolutely, and you guys answered the bell for sure. Scott, do you have anything else well, for, um, for Jeff? I know you guys have been releasing singles for the last couple of years, um, in Time to Rock, uh, Cold Blue Steel, um, and then you've just now put out a live album, are there any talks about a full studio record or will you just continue you know what, with guys, once again, I'm that guy majoring in FFA in 76 and uh, still hold their hand, the microphone to me to this day when it comes to campaigns, <laughs> I don't, I, you know what, Frank or Brian would be a better guy to ask. Cause, uh, but you know, at this point, um, with, with the way, you know, people can download stuff, it's sort of like back to the, we were talking about the 45 singles. Um, you could release a single where we, we came from the eighties where it was like called AOR album oriented rock. Mm -hmm. And you put out a whole record so people listen from top to bottom. But these days you can release singles sort of like the old days was. And, but yes, we plan on making a record sometime, but when it's going to come out and what's the forecast for when it's going to come out, I couldn't tell you. Right on. Well, Jeff, let me read a few more viewer comments and then we'll let you go here. Angela King says, I've seen Tesla three times. First in 1989, last being June of this year in Durant. They still kick ass. Thomas Pearl says, saw you your first tours and many cents. Remember the first time I heard you guys on Metal Shop wear my Let's Get Real shirt proudly with the USA flag on front. And there's just, oh, here's one more. We got to read this. Chuck Cooley says, fist raised high to one of the very coolest and best vocalist and lyricist of all time. Tesla has been the wow. soundtrack to most of my life outside my own music. What you got, Scott? Uh, well, that was, those are very nice remarks. I appreciate yeah. that. And, you know, uh, like I said, our fans are just like us. We're very just meek and humble, genuine, hardworking, blue-collar blue hardworking people and appreciate all those nice comments it's very nice absolutely you know, a lot of your fans they they seem to really enjoy and like uh bust a nut album i know there's probably not a lot of songs you guys do live from that album oh yeah I lo we love that love it love do, it do you consider bust a nut your dark horse of all your albums um, well, that's where the band was, you know, Tommy was going to leave. We went on as a four piece from 95 to 96, you know, uh, it's got some great songs on it. One of my favorite records, but once again, at the time of the record were being released, you don't realize that the band's getting ready to go to a four piece and go for a year and then break up in 96. Mm -hmm. So it didn't get the full shot that the other records did because we were in full stride. Right. So, and you know, if, if, if you listen 
to the lyrics and stuff. There's like, it's like, you know, when we're writing songs, you express yourself and you could re look at songs and albums and go, oh, there's sort of a storyline there, you know? And so, uh, you know, it just happened to be the record. It's great record. It went gold, but I'm just saying that it didn't get that full-fledged thing because next you know, Tommy left in 95, and we were a four-piece trying to wait for Tommy to come back, mm -hmm. and that didn't work, and then I lost my voice up in Reno, and next you know, it's like, hey, man, you know what? The comment got made, let's just break up. It's like, okay, let's just break up. So we, what they call four-year hiatus, we got back together in October of 2000. Like I said, I had a band with Tommy mm -hmm. called Sofa King and then Bar 7. And next you know, we put a show together in an Arco Arena here in our hometown, Sacramento, with all five of us, original members, and it sold out. That showed us the fans were still there. Mm. And uh, next you know, we committed to three shows in California. Next you know, we're out touring, and then we come to making the commitment of record and that was into the now in 2004 but busting out is a great record it just never got that full-fledged push that the other records did right. and of course into the now was just us pushing a little rock up the hill but what a great record into the now is one of my favorite records too absolutely they're all my favorite there you, you go bet. well about a 40, about a 40-year career i would say you guys have done quite well for yourselves and the fan love in here thank is you. thick jeff keith thank you for giving us so much time today you are a true gentleman and you guys keep rocking out there everybody needs to go pick up full throttle live visit teslatheband.com so you can go check out their date schedule and go see them in vegas or anywhere near you or far away get on a plane go see them get in your car go support tesla they are a great band jeff keith thank you so much have a great day we appreciate you thanks you guys and thank you too because you're answering a lot of things that people don't usually get from me and thank you for your time as well it's our pleasure we appreciate you so much thanks thank so you. much have a great day thanks you guys thank okay you. thank you all right bye-bye man thank you guys for tuning in uh such great numbers today so many comments truly apologize we couldn't get to all of them it is a balancing act but we did our best he's such a nice guy oh my gosh that man. was so cool i mean there's a reason these guys have had a 40-year career and continue to pack out their shows uh, go go check out the the there's a video out there right now for miles away off of the full throttle live album it's, a pa it's packed, and they sound great. I didn't really get into talking with him about recent comments he's made where they have detuned the guitars a little bit to accommodate his voice. I personally think it sounds awesome. Because it's a little what, heavier. It's a little heavier. They've, they've uh, sorry to get into musical technical talk for those of you who don't play, but I'm going to nerd out on you for a minute. They've dropped their guitars either a half step or a whole step. Uh, when they drop it a whole step, it's actually in the key that Motley Crue tunes to. So it kind of gives it that little bit meaner sound. But go check out Miles Away. Go check out the whole album. Let me put it up here one more time. I think we put it up on the screen if I can find it. There's so many screens built in here. Here we go. Full Throttle Live. Nine tracks. And it is awesome, you it guys. Changes is one of my favorites. Oh, for sure. It's all so good. But that was a fantastic interview. Guys, if you, if you got in halfway through it or you caught the tail end of it, you can go back and watch the replay. Uh, it'll be up here just as soon as we sign off. Yep. And like we always tell you, um, if you like audio format, you can check it out on the podcast platforms as well. Yeah. Yeah. Spotify, our heart radio, Amazon. Um, I believe we're on um, Apple podcasts and so many others. And of course, YouTube hit us subscribe, man. We're trying to get to a thousand subscribers and we can only do it with your help. So Check it out and uh, hit that subscribe, that notification bell. You can always follow us on Facebook, um, on Twitter. We are at TUL Music Stream and, of course, Twitch. So, And I want to bring this lady on. I hope you don't mind. You, you are coming on with us. Let me, let me split the screen. This is Elizabeth Talcott. She is a wonderful friend, big supporter of what we're doing here. And we told her, we said, Elizabeth, 
when we did our docking interview, we made people mad because we could not get to their viewer comments. So she stepped up to the plate and said, don't worry, guys, I'm going to come in. I'm going to capture them for you and send them to you. And it worked out beautifully well. Thank you, Elizabeth, for helping us out with that. I did unmute your mic if you want to say hello. Hello, everyone. <laughs> you, you know, what was what a scary moment for me was when it was 401, 402. I remember I uh, I got an AT&T, AT&T app to help with, mm-hmm. um, you know, s- spam calls and everything. Mm-hmm. And so if there's a number that it doesn't recognize, oh. it... it you know <laughs> did it did it block it, it yeah it. so it 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 popped Ooh. up and and i remember I was like, and it won't go to my phone so i had to go to that app and then i deleted it and then something popped up and i hit it and then it called called him instead of me answering it so that's why it rang right. and then it <laughs> gotcha well it all worked out great oh. yeah we don't we you know we're used to doing the interviews via zoom but jeff is an old soul and he just does does the phone stuff and we're like that's cool man well whatever you want to do we will accommodate it was wonderful and, and thank you sean o'donnell uh yes the publicist for uh hooking us up with that we really appreciate you and um hope everything is good going definitely forward for you so let's talk a little bit we we were originally supposed to have another stream tonight at seven that that is not going to happen that has been called off uh for reasons we do not need to go into and it's fine but i can tell you we will be back on this thursday with ira black of bullet boys thursday august 10th at 7 p.m central as his wikipedia page states he has been in over 60 Six zero, not one six, six zero bands since the eighties. So we have much ground to cover with him. He's he's just one of those. How uh, does one? I mean, here's a good question for him. Okay. How do you schedule all this? How do you schedule it? I mean, your guess is these bands. Either they come up with something big, another band might come up with something big at the same time, and you can't be in two places at well, once. Yeah, how does all this? I work? mean, I I would imagine that he probably well. I don't know. That's maybe he wasn't in multiple bands at the same time. Maybe he jumped from one to the next. I don't know. I oh, guess he, that's he a, is right now. So oh yeah, well. he's in uh, tons of bands. Theory blown. Okay, yeah. so let's go back to that. So he will be this Thursday, and then the front man of Bullet Boys, Mark Tureen, Thursday, August twenty fourth, my birthday. We're gonna have a birthday stream that night, seven p.m. Central. Will you make me a sugar free chocolate cake? Yeah, everyone. Nice. Everyone, come in during. Uh, the Bullet Boys interview on August 24th to help Wish a celebrate birthday. a happy birthday to Janet. That'd be great. That'd be great. And come in on the chat room and say happy birthday to her. And we also don't want you to lose faith. We are going to be talking to Tim Ripper Owens. The date is going to probably move to September. We're waiting for a firm update. But uh, his the publicist that works with us on him is awesome. She's just kind of waiting to hear back what the date's going to be on that. So um, there's all kinds of cool stuff coming up. Uh, once again, I just want to thank Elizabeth for being the the, the queen that she is. Yeah. You are the stream queen. Say hello to everybody. Let's not get carried away. <laughs> I think you did great. You did a fantastic job. Thank you. We thanked our sponsors up front. Uh, I'll just name them again real quick. We got Psychoma Filmworks, DEB Concerts, Oki PC, Shipman Photos, Identity Merch. Guys, remember, be back here Thursday at 7 p.m. You got something else for yeah, us? Yeah, throw up the chat room real quick. Oh, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Great idea. And then we can read a few more of these chats, and then we'll get on out of here. Okay. So, oh, hey. Uh, okay. Great job, Elizabeth. That's from Angie Parker. Uh, Melissa Mumpower. I understand him staying old school phone calls. Me too, girl, because you start getting into the Zoom stuff. It gets a little, it gets a little tricky sometimes. Uh, Dustin Little, line them up. We are trying, sir. That is the goal here. Gay Fishback, love you three. Good job. We love you too, Mama Gay. Appreciate all your support here. Melissa, have a blessed evening. I got to wash dishes and cook supper. Me too, sister. I'm right. I'm right there with you. Anastasia Winfield, stream queen. I love it. <laughs> Jack, Jack Stovall, thank you, Jack. You're in here a lot, and we appreciate your support. Great interview again, as always. Love what you guys do. We love you too. Scott Seaman, another killer interview. Thank you all so much. It means so much that you guys support us the way you yeah. do. Help us share. Help us share this thing on your pages. It, it you know it, it always increases the views for not only our, ourselves but for the artists that we interview 
you know they trying to get the word out they're trying to sell something a new album a yep. new tour whatever you know the more the merrier that you know get to see hear the interview it, it's it's all good and, and we really really do appreciate everyone's support thank yeah. you guys so much and like jeff said you know they're out there making music today they're not just resting on their old catalog so please go support tesla what a great band they are truly the people's band guys we love you have a wonderful week we'll see you back here thursday evening at 7 p.m central when we talk to ira black have a great night take care thank you guys